Hey, listen. Welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 72. We are going to be talking a lot about loot boxes because we know everyone is dying to hear more about their most recent loot box controversy. Um, we're also going to be talking about indie Nintendo Switch games. We're going to be reviewing a few of those again. Uh, talking about our Black Friday deals and um, some different news items. But um, as always, joining me here today, Nathan Wagner. How's it going, Nathan? I can't wait for the Nintendo Indie bo- or Loot Box. It's a new <laughs> console that you put in your co- credit card console? and... You get a random game from Nintendo's history. That's actually going to be the virtual console now. Oh, no. I, was say, I got like, Ice Climber for NES. <laughs> like, oh, ice Climbers then, uh, again. <laughs> joining us all the way from Oregon, waiting eagerly for his Best Buy Black Friday purchases to be delivered, it's Rob Douglas. Hey. Best Buy has <laughs> let me you down. You didn't have to pay sales tax on those Black Friday purchases. It's true. It's true. I never pay sales tax. Yeah, I was actually down in Oregon for Black Friday, so I picked up a few games and didn't have to pay sales tax either. It was great. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking more about uh, the games we picked up on Black Friday at the end of the show. Um, but to start off the uh, news this week, I thought we would uh, talk about Ukulele. Um, remember that, that little game uh, by Platonic? A bunch of former Rare developers um, came together, did a Kickstarter, started about three years ago. Um, I was super excited. It broke records for like the amount of money it raised within like the first mm-hmm. I think hour, twenty four hours for video games, and um, came out earlier this year in the spring. Uh, got lukewarm reception, but they've been working hard on updates and they've been optimizing it, and it's finally coming out on the Nintendo Switch. They announced today, December fourteenth, um, which is in two weeks, um, it will be releasing on the Switch. And this is kind of a long time coming because I backed this for the Wii U. Like, that's how long ago <laughs> this Kickstarter started. Like, the Wii U was still a thing. Um, and they said they were developing it for the, U, or the Wii U and that they were going to kind of port it to other systems. And I think that was entirely true because, obviously, when they switched it to the <clears throat> Nintendo Switch, that became kind of the – not really the focus as, obviously, it's come on everything else since then. But they're claiming – you know, <clears throat> this is the – cleanest most polished uh, launch version of ukulele yet so um yeah december 14th do you guys think it even matters at this point like um, since mario is already out is it gonna be 40 dollars? have they said is it gonna be they haven't officially listed or announced the price mm-hmm. yet but i'm guessing it will be if you saw my tweet a couple weeks ago i said you know they need to announce the switch launch day which they did and yeah. they can't launch this for more than 20 dollars in my opinion the, the switch tax is killing me like because mm-hmm. I don't know this for sure, but I assume it's going to be $40, which is what it launched at on the other, on PS4 and Xbox One, but that was mm-hmm. back in the And Black Friday, we were just talking about, I think it was down to, what, 15 or 20 bucks yeah. for Black well, Friday? Yep. Even at Target, <clears throat> excuse me, at Target, it's been on clearance for like $10 last couple of weeks even. Like, it's it's a bargain mm-hmm. bin game exactly. at this point. <laughs> so, it's really hard to justify spending the 25 30 extra dollars just to be able to play it on Switch. I feel the same way, like, about Skyrim. Skyrim just came out on the Switch. It's sixty dollars, and Skyrim was fifteen or twenty bucks on uh, yeah. on Black Friday just and, now. And like Doom, and the same and, thing you know, with Doom, lots, and, lots of other, yeah, lots yeah. of other big games. games so. so it's good they're coming, but especially with Ukulele, it's sad that because it, it was a new game that launched this year, and it took this long for it to finally come. And you know, it is a bit of a double-edged sword because you know it did take way too long, and you know it's after Mario, which I think is going to hurt them, yeah, uh, big time. And you know, it's only digital; like they haven't even been able to think about getting a physical one out yet and uh the 
the bummer about that is obviously you know, you've had to wait a long time but at the same time it seems like you know they have made it run really well on switch and they've taken their time with it so it's gonna run well it's not just a mm-hmm. lazy port you know yeah. like the the uh, rhyme game that finally came to switch it has like a 15 frames per second like frame rate and the screen tears all oh, the time yeah. and it's a really really you know awful port and that one took a long time too that came out in the spring as well and so yeah, yeah. They're, they're claiming it runs really well you know it's 900p on the screen on the tv it's 700p i think on the on the handheld mode so it should look good and i don't know it's it's definitely a bummer i mean i get my game for free but i've already played yeah. through it on ps4 so i haven't played it i was like oh i want to wait for the switch version but now i'm like I'll wait for it to eventually go on sale, and then yeah. maybe I'll pick it up. But yeah. I'm not sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for release day. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, if you are a fan of old school 3D collectathons, it you you will enjoy this game for sure. Like I enjoyed my time with it. Didn't regret backing it. Um, it's just kind of been a bummer having to wait <laughs> so long for the version that I pledged for. Which and I'm glad they switched it to the Switch, not the Wii U. But you know, it's been a been a long wait. So yeah, <laughs> um, we'll hit you up with some impressions of that uh, as soon as I review or receive my code for that game, and I'll give you some impressions. Uh, probably episode uh, 73 or 74. So wait, when does it come out? It comes out the 14th, the 14th. so like two weeks. Okay, but I don't know. I'm so hoping like they send the backer codes out a couple of days before that. I yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so our next news piece: uh, Player Knowns Battlegrounds, one of the biggest games this year, obviously. Um, it has been announced that they are going to be launching a mobile version of Player Unknown, um, and it's going to start in China because you know mobile games are so huge there in China. Yeah, and then it's still yeah. going to kind of branch out to the rest of the world. Oh, they're which, going to do it for the rest of the world too. Yeah, they're they're basically going to launch it in China, then oh, okay. probably expand um, after that. And so, is this going to actually have the cross connectivity, like to play, so you can play with people who are on Xbox and computer? Because the Xbox version is launching here in the next few weeks. Yeah. And I would, I, I would doubt it. I would doubt it because <laughs> I was going to say because it, really it, it would be on your phone versus either mouse and keyboard or even a controller. Yeah, with you get wrecked yeah. by console players. I feel like, and I well, even... and also just like the fact that right in the middle of a match, you're you're in the server and suddenly you get a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's a good point. It's like like you dropped. It. Why did they drop out? I mean, I was about to kill him and they dropped out. Well, their mom called. Yeah, so I, I guess I'm guessing it's gonna be more of a spinoff run on its own servers, and yeah, you know, kind of like the Minecraft Pocket Edition. It won't be quite as full fleshed as the original. I one, think, but yeah, the probably. fact that this is still an early access technically, and it's already kind of coming out for like cell phones, I think shows how big this game is. Getting. Yeah, well, and I think they were like, oh my gosh, there's so many ripoffs. Like, there was literally you can go on that your App Store, or the Google Play Store, or whatever, and search like PUBG or whatever, and you'll find like player battlegrounds like and it has like the exact same logo as PUBG's logo it's just like slightly altered or something yeah, like yeah. that so um, well i mean it's kind of it's a hugely popular concept and it doesn't totally surprise me that it's done so well cuz it is such a unique idea and when people see things that work really well they go oh hey i want to do that i mean how many rts phone games do we have out there I, th- I think it'd be interesting to try on a mobile phone, but I don't know if I'd be able to, to stick around on that. Yeah, I played, I remember right like right when the iPod Touch like first came out, when that was really popular mm-hmm. back in the day, we were playing a couple, there was this, like this one multiplayer first person shooter game I played with a couple of my friends, and we played it for like a couple months, and it wow. worked a lot better than you would think it would work, but I don't think I could go back to that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now that we have like Overwatch, you know, Destiny 2 on consoles, yeah. it feels yeah. so good. 
uh, yeah so we'll, we'll we'll keep you updated on that you know if that game actually comes out and it looks good but um so our next news space here has to do with you know a great game that came out this year but has been no stranger to controversy <laughs> and of course <laughs> we're talking about destiny 2 which is at this point uh still the best-selling game um this year and bungie has you know kind of had um some issues now and then with their community going back to destiny one with communicating clearly updates and things that have come to the games um you know a lot of times they'll say something in the patch notes and then the community will test it out and find that's not true and then oh yeah yeah we we made a mistake there oh that yeah we meant to do this it's working as intended when it really seems like a bug or oh this one auto rifle is really overpowered so bungie replies by nerfing every auto rifle so there's been been some uh issues with the balance of the game and just communicating and um basically (laughs) what's happened recently is kind of hilarious because bungie has slowly increased the way you can get xp in the post game Um, because the way it's supposed to set up is you get ninety thousand xp by doing any in-game activity and you get a bright engram which is essentially a loot box that gives you random cosmetic items but it only gives you like emotes and uh yeah. like colors and stuff exactly like it's only cosmetic, like stuff that so. you really don't need to play the game no yeah yeah no yeah it's, Take it's no only for that stuff, but this is something that activision you know publisher of destiny is trying to get players they want you to work towards keep playing the game to get those and you know when you don't get it they want you to buy those you know separately yeah. that's that's how they're making their in-game money you know are, mm-hmm. are by buying those those bright engrams and the even you know it's kind of controversial at first because they moved a lot of the normal like cool items and drops that you got in destiny one to this kind of uh microtransaction bright engram so like ships you used to be able to get it was like a really rare drop if you completed a raid or a really hard activity in destiny one and now all the ships you get are just random loot boxes and same thing with shaders they're consumables and you have to get them in loot boxes and so um they've been kind of pushing that loot box uh a little bit more in destiny two and basically uh, Destiny players have found out that even though the game's UI said they were earning a certain amount of XP, um, that there was actually an XP scaling that was giving about 25% less experience points than the game said. And so, you know, players are like, oh, is this, was this supposed to be like that? Do you guys know that you do this? And so Bungie finally responded after months saying, yes, you know, we're aware that there's some scaling. We're going to take it out. Sorry about that. And they took it out, and then within a few hours, the Destiny community realized that, oh, you took the scaling out, but now instead of getting 90,000 experience points to level up, we need to get 180,000. And Bungie basically didn't tell anyone that, and they said it's working as intended, so the community uproars again. And then they've had some issues with their stream where they said, you know, public events would be super rewarding, and then it gave two tokens, which is the most unrewarding thing that people have been complaining about destiny to that it's not rewarding enough um you know and they do these live reveal streams and they actually canceled their live stream tomorrow to basically make a giant blog post addressing all these feedback and concerns and criticism that destiny 2 has gotten because since destiny 2 launched in september it hasn't i mean correct me if i'm wrong here Nathan, but i don't think it's really gotten any um quality of life updates or really any changes or updates no to they the haven't uh they haven't done a huge like update a lot of people have had a lot of concerns about like because it's less grinding and they're trying to appeal to more people you kind of hit the level cap much more quickly in destiny 2 than you did in destiny 1 yeah and so people have been complaining about oh there's nothing to do and like 
wanting just kind of minor little changes and stuff like that and they haven't really done any of that yet they're like well the dlc is coming out in december we're gonna wait for that and do a big kind of update mm-hmm. when that drops yeah and no, they had the tricky part of having to get the PC build out too. You know, that, yeah, that, that, that just last came month. out in October. So now that's out there, launching. You know, all content moving forward and updates on both platforms simultaneously. But um, it, I mean, I'm not a game developer. I'm not gonna pretend like I know what I'm doing. But Bungie is a f- fairly large studio with lots of people working, um, working there. And I see games like Fortnite and Overwatch, which are deploying quick patches and fixes on what seems almost like a weekly basis of oh, you know, this AR is a little too strong. We're nervous. Oh, you know, we're going to fine-tune that, buff it back up a little bit. We're going to add in, you know, these new things and new characters or maps and new modes. And we haven't really seen any of that for this game that really launched the whole platform, you know, yeah. games as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. It's It's been interesting. I think it's just something that we can keep our eye on. But, you know, I feel like last time we talked about Destiny 2 on the show, we were saying it was such an amazing game and we yeah. loved it. And, you know, coming back around, while I did enjoy my initial ex- experience, like me and... I think you, Nathan, pretty much all my Destiny buds, we've all kind of jumped off and don't play it anymore, yeah. which is the exact opposite of what the purpose of Destiny is well, supposed to be. Well, and you know? Bungie, I mean, Bungie, this is the worst time for this to happen to Bungie because they're literally launching their first DLC for Destiny 2 yeah. next week. It comes out next Tuesday. Yeah, next one Tuesday, week one today. week from today. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the worst time for them to have all of these problems and all this controversy that's going on, and it's just going to detract even more and then before that like they had invited some um game journalists and stuff like that to play part of the dlc and there's kind of been some negative impressions coming out of that as well so (laughs) they're in a little (laughs) bit of a mess right now it's tricky situation yes you know when you when you have a game that's built up so much content like the original destiny (laughs) did over three years of adding so much you know content and things to do and then you start completely fresh with the new one you know, there's going to be that problem, I think, at first, where it seems like there's a lot of things that were in the last one that were added over time. Yeah, and exactly. you're kind of starting fresh with new content and leaving the old stuff behind. So yeah. some of it's understandable, but um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. They did, you, did launch a free trial you are, today. You, you're going to get the DLC. Like, you already bought it, right? Yeah, I, okay. Expansion Pass came with my pros. So. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't buy the DLC like when I bought the I think a lot of people game. will probably be skipping it, at least and initially. I'm like, well, I want to play destiny 2 but i don't really have a reason to right now so maybe i'll wait and pick it up eventually down the line but i'm not going to get it right away i don't think so that's fair i mean we still haven't even done the raid on the original yeah exactly exactly (laughs) but uh i know rob you're interested they launched a free trial um so you can download destiny play it up to level seven uh play on uh two different destinations some story missions Mm -hmm. some crucible um so are you interested in checking it out I, i think you said you were on twitter right yeah, I downloaded it today, so oh, nice. I didn't get a chance to play it, but it's on the console, so I'll, I'll give it a try. Um, I mean, if you're a fan of the show, you know that. As well too, so. Yeah, if you're a fan of the show, you know that I'm not a huge multiplayer online type gamer, and so sometimes doing things like Destiny, it's a little stretching outside of my bubble. But you <laughs> are a longtime Bungie Halo fan. <clears throat> Actually. Funny enough, I was playing Halo Reach earlier today because <laughs> nice. my new games from Black Friday hadn't shown up yet. So Popping going back classics. to the classics, going back to the classics. So true, I, I do love Bungie. Oh, I do love the Halo hilarious. series and all. Can I just give all, you but... a couple games from my backlog to, to help you out? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I right. I have so many. You obviously need but, some help. But, you know. It's hilarious I, that you just downloaded Destiny 2 on your console. Then you said, nah, I'm playing Reach. <laughs> Yep, it was 
it was a it was a good decision in my mind. I actually was enjoying myself a lot with the reach, and I'll, I'll probably I'll play Destiny two sometime this week, probably before Friday. Sweet, yeah. Reach, when, reach has a much better campaign than Destiny two for sure. So <laughs> I'll I'll uh, I'll at least check it out. I don't think I may. I don't think I'll play it all the way to the level cap unless it's so intriguing that I get sucked in. But I'll give it a chance. But I'm definitely more than likely not going to buy this game and more than likely not going to ever get DLC for it if I did buy it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, so um, that's just my my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, Rob, you are a huge fan of Uncharted. We're all big fans of Uncharted here. Mm-hmm. But you wanted to talk a little bit about Uncharted's 10th year anniversary today. Um, I know they put a pack out in the PlayStation Store that you could download and came with like six PlayStation uh, and a bunch of themes. themes. Yeah, yeah, and they're, and they're really, so really cool. cool. I really like them. I I've always had just this. I'm just gonna leave the main background on my PlayStation, not because I don't want to have something cool in the background, but just because I haven't really cared. Okay. And so when this pack, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when this also, pack I love came out, and themes. <laughs> Like when this pack came out, I literally downloaded it the day of and put one of the Uncharted backgrounds, their big ten year anniversary, like the the tan and black one that's like oh, yeah, all the, the symbols one. floating around and the music plays in the background and all the little emblems are changed. I put it on there. I'm like, yes, this is the best thing ever. I'm never changing this. So it'll <laughs> probably be on there until the PS4 dies. There you go. <laughs> nice. Hey, it's worth it just for the Uncharted music, really. It really Uncharted is music in the background. But uh, what what's one of your guys' favorite memories uh, playing Uncharted or just with that franchise when you when you look back on it? Um, I'll kick us off. So this might be like a little bit. I don't know. A lot of people like this, um, but my favorite memory is playing the first. I think it's the first level of De- Uncharted, Uncharted Two. Yeah, Uncharted Two. Got to be Uncharted the train two. level. <laughs> Uncharted oh, 2 is still my favorite game in the series. Like, I love Ford. It did a lot of really cool things. But Uncharted 2 was just such a leap up from Uncharted 1, and I played them kind of right in a row. And so playing that, the train level absolutely blew my mind at the time. There's like, nothing else in video games yeah, like that. Yeah, like, we see that a lot. Like, now, Nathan Drake but... starts out, and he's, like, hanging off a cliff as per normal, and then, like, he somehow makes it up, and then you have to fight all these people on the train and, like, slowly work your way up the train mm-hmm. and, like... Because it's hanging the, off of a yeah, cliff. Yeah, <laughs> it's hanging off of, of a cliff. And the physics, like, especially... um, I played that game, like, a little bit after I got my PlayStation 3, and the physics, um, just kind of in that game, was something I hadn't really seen before in other games, so that really, really impressed me as well, as obviously just being absolutely gorgeous yeah, i mean yeah it was it was amazing you, you look one at of the games, best openings in video game history you get games like uncharted 2 and like how many great games that's inspired just in this year you look at like the horizon zero dawn you know rise of the tomb raider uh even you know a lot of elements from assassin's creed and like yeah. shadow of war like middle earth like a lot of these mm-hmm. games are using a lot of those same climbing and cinematic techniques that uncharted kind of started but uh I think yeah. for me, uh, I mean, I'm not looking back very far. I'm looking back to next week. But I finally uh, uh, got a little deeper into Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is kind of, you know, the newest Uncharted game that mm-hmm. is a spinoff of Uncharted 4. And uh, the reason I jumped back into it is because I just got 4K TV, does HDR. And oh, my gosh, guys, this game is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Like, it <laughs> looks so, so pretty. Like, I'm in the jungle, and so all the green... Well, and you also have the PS4 Pro, right? 
Yeah, yeah, it's got it does. So you're running PS4 Pro and 4K and HDR. Yes, like it's the cream of the crop, like beautiful, most beautiful console experience you can really play right now. Like it's it's amazing. So I I uh, I'm looking forward to playing through and finishing that game uh, by the end of the year. I think I think I'm gonna be hmm. playing it. I should have just waited for Black Friday to buy that game. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I did get a good discount on it when I originally bought it, even though I got it when it launched, which was. Nice, and it came with Jack and Daxter, and oh, I love true. those games. That's true. And so that's I can true. play that's Jack true. and Daxter and upscaled 4K now, which is <laughs> great. Probably looks <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. It looks a little jaggy, but uh, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like Jack- a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> but what about um, you? I one of my favorite memories, just the first three Uncharted's, was playing through them on other people's PS3s. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember living in the house with you guys uh, when we were in college, and Nathan had his PS3 hooked up outside in the our, our living room, and so I sat down, and I played through all three Uncharted games on his PS3, I think before you did, Nathan, right? You like, definitely finished Uncharted 3 before I did. Like, you finished yeah. Uncharted 3, and then I finished Uncharted 3, like three years later because i didn't beat it until like i was gonna say even i, I finished uncharted 3 I, I didn't finish you. uncharted 3 until like five months before 4 came out because i was like okay 4 is coming out i gotta finish it yeah yeah because i mean i remember just having the conversation like dude uncharted 3 was so great you're like don't tell me anything i haven't played it yet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i just it was fun because i would just be sitting there and other people would walk in they'd watch what i was doing they're like wow this looks so cool it's so it's realistic and like you know? <laughs> like yeah like you looked like you're watching a movie and this was ps3 generation so this is before they did their whole cool remaster of the the whole thing this is yeah. like you know, PS3, like what we now consider kind of crappy, ja- you know, jagged graphics. But it was still so fun to just sit there and just play through them. And they were just an incredible experience. And yeah. playing through 4 was absolutely two. incredible as two well. And, 2 and 3 still hold up uh, really well uh, nowadays mm-hmm. as well, too. Um, yeah. One, the, one you kind of have to play to enjoy to the story more. Go back to But, like, now that I've Did already the... played it, I don't think I'm really ever going to Rob, they changed again. the, like, motion controls on the remaster, right? for the yeah, first game they did and the first game actually the motion controls are a little bit more in line with what ps4 does all the time so almost non-existent okay. so it's a lot easier to play through and feel like you can accomplish things because the motion controls are not the same good. good so and also the first game in the new remastered kind of versions looks pretty decent i wouldn't say it looks more along the lines of like what uh uncharted 2 looked like back in the day than it yeah, does. They, they definitely look, look a little cleaner and crisper for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet. So let us know on Twitter. Um, you can find us there at Halison underscore games. What is your favorite Uncharted um, memory? Um, we'd love to, to chat with you about that on, on the Twitter. Um, so our next segment today is we're going to be bringing you some more hot indie uh, Nintendo Switch uh, game reviews. Nathan and I have been reviewing three Nintendo Switch indie games. Um, gotten some codes from developers and we'll first be reviewing um my vw 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 my personal favorite game made or just known as the letter v six times um no this this was a steam game that came out many years ago over five years ago and it's a very simplistic 2d uh platformer game and the developer was made by pretty much one guy and he uh said that he did his name start with a v 
I, w- I wish I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> I, I'm going to say yes. Okay. He, he really loves the letter V. It has all, to be. Has all to the be. characters in the name. Vincent Van Gogh. All the characters in the game uh, name, they all start with V. Okay. And then the real thing about the V is that if you look at it, like when you type a VVV, it looks like a bunch of little spikes. And that's really the only obstacle in this game is there's little spikes on the walls and you're basically flipping gravity by pushing the A button to move up or down. And as soon as like, you know, you flip A and you hit a wall, you can move around and then hit A again to flip back down to the bottom. So you're constantly just kind of going up and down and there's little short. Can you jump? Five, there's no jumping. No jumping. Only, that is the only control is moving and changing the gravity. Okay. Um, so very simplistic controls, but don't let that fool you. This is a very difficult game. <laughs> it definitely has challenging parts throughout there and there's like bonus collectibles that you can go for that are insane. There's this uh, one challenge. Um, I, for, I forget the name of it, but it's basically known for being like this, like one of the hardest video game achievements like ever where you have to flip the gravity and navigate through like five screens of like death um death spikes and then like land on a platform and then navigate through five more to get this collectible and like i tried it for like a half hour and i got like a quarter of the way th- th- through memorizing it i'm like nope <laughs> <laughs> wow but uh i've, I've seen some people complete it on- online on mm-hmm. twitch and stuff but um, yeah, I mean, the game is cool. It's only $10, um, which is a little bit more than, you know, you can pick it up on Steam or 3DS or other things. Yeah. But uh, they did add in co-op mode, which is a exclusive to the Switch version, and they did bump the frame rate to 60 frames per second, so it plays really, really smooth, which is nice. Um, yeah. But um, I think my favorite thing about this game is just the simplistic art style and gameplay where it looks like an old Commodore 64 game, which is, like, very, very, you know, early, like, even, like, pre you know, uh, NES kind of art style graphics. And uh, <clears throat> the music, you know, it's got that same kind of 8-bit vibe. And, you know, it's, it's almost like the original Zelda where you're in a room and you're like, okay, I can go left or I can go up. I just got platform and get over to the side of the screen. And once you get there, it, boom, just automatically switches you over to the next room to the left. So it's kind of like Zelda, you know, when you're in the dungeons or in the overworld, you're going, you know, three screens up and then two screens right, you know. Um, and so it's very much like that. It's not like Mario where you're running through levels and you're basically in one giant uh, level that's almost kind of like a maze where you're getting different collectibles. And um, yeah, the, the, the neat thing is too, there's bonus custom-made levels that uh, PC users made because there's a level editor in the PC one. Um, and sadly that mode, the level editor is absent from the Switch version, but there are over a dozen uh, of the best user-made levels that the developer kind of put in as bonus levels in this game. Um, and they're a little bit shorter. Some of them are really hard. Some of them are easier, but uh Overall, if you like uh, platformers, I would definitely check this game out. Like I said, it's only ten bucks, so it's I want to say the cheapest, one of the cheapest platformers you can get on the Switch, and it's a really solid game. Um, chances are you probably already played this game before since it's been out for so long, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. Been a, been a I actually have it in part. I actually have it in my Steam library, and I just I was like, oh yeah, this looks really familiar, so I looked it up. It yeah. <laughs> bad news. Developer's name is Terry. Terry, uh, oh, come on, Terry. Well. We'll ask you how you like it in about five years when you get to V on your Steam library. Yeah, I know. Five years? Wow, you're optimistic. <laughs> now, you forget the fact that he's going to buy more Humble Bundles over the years, so oh. this list is going to get Oh, long. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. This sorry, list Terry, is never going to end. Gonna play your game. <laughs> I actually just bought – this is Rabbit Trail. But I bought a game the other day because it was – or actually, no, I won a game. I won a pack of three games from nice. Humble Bundle. They're like, hey, you got drawn, so here's three games, two of which I already had. 
I was like, Those oh great, two games I already boxes, have. Like, if you buy enough bundles, it like ranks up your experience points, and you get a loot box. <laughs> yeah, with exactly. Games. Totally. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> no, but then in the in the bundle, it gave me another game, and it's uh, twelve is greater than six, which is like the old school like or like Western top down shooter type thing. Mm-hmm. But that's a numbered game, which is one of the first games in my library. So I have to go back and play a game. No, no, no. Once you pass the game, you get get it on you the second comeback, right? Second time around, yeah. In come, fourteen come years, or are you gonna go back and replay every game you get? That I don't know. You we'll need see. to determine these specifications. <laughs> we'll have to change the anyway, rules. Sorry, them sorry. Up. So, totally <laughs> rabbit trail over. Of... I would say V is a fun game if you like. Okay classic 2d platformers um it is definitely worth checking out um the co-op mode is a little bit of a throwaway like it doesn't work super well because if one person you know warps off to the side of the screen it automatically brings the other person with them as well and can lead to is a lot of confusion like cooperative co-op modes so yeah you're so you're, the- you're literally okay. both on the screen together trying to get is through this, the puzzles is the co-op mode do you know is it new only in the switch yes version? this is exclusive okay. to the switch one. okay um yeah. that being said it's almost like new super mario bros wii where it doesn't make the game easier or more fun but it makes it way more chaotic and hilarious <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> and so like you it's almost like you know you're accidentally killing each other all the time or confusing Purposely the other person each other. yeah yeah um so it's not you can't literally pick up people and throw them into the spike sadly but uh it is it is pretty crazy <laughs> but uh, it, is, it is a fun little feature to mess around with for you know 10 15 minutes yeah. with your friends sweet but, but yeah definitely definitely check it out it's got what may be one of my my it's definitely top three uh, top three Nintendo Switch uh, icon artworks too. It's got a really, really nice icon. I know a lot of Switch people love uh, talking about the icons. <laughs> so um, yeah, so check out a, a V. It's uh, ten dollars on the eShop. Sweet, sounds good. Next review is uh, yours, Nathan. Yeah. So next review is for uh, it'll do too. This game actually came out uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago now, um, and I've been playing it. I think for like the last three weeks so i've gotten i haven't quite beaten the game yet but i've beaten uh i think there's eight dungeons and i've beaten six of them so i'm pretty far um this game is a the best thing i compared to is a zelda like game like a top-down zelda like game um it's you, very similar yeah arc, very very similar even, um like. yeah yeah obviously you start out on this adventure top down and you have a little stick you start out with a stick and there are you're trying to escape this island, um, and there are eight different pieces of rafts that you're trying to collect, and you collect each of these different pieces of rafts by going around to these different dungeons that are scattered kind of across the overworld. Um, so very similar to like the original Legend of Zelda, where you're trying to get the eight pieces of the Triforce. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And so these dungeons, they're kind of laid out in a certain order, like there's easier ones and then harder ones and stuff like that. But you can go to them out of order. Like you can be like, oh, I want to try and go to this this one over here that I'm not really supposed to go to yet. But if I'm good enough at the game, I could in theory get there. Um, but you can also kind of just go in order, which I found is a lot easier because you slowly get upgrades and different um, items and stuff like that that allow you to progress in the dungeons throughout the game, which is cool. Um, the art is of it is kind of like uh, my wife described it really well as like. Uh, they knew Cartoon Network style, um, mm. something like uh, Adventure Time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of really, it's cartoony, but it's kind of it's like... It's kind of cel-shaded a little yeah, bit. Kinda cel-shaded, yeah, kind of cel-shaded. Yeah, cel-shaded. A little bit kind of like, not crude, but like, this game is very... Kinda weird. <laughs> yeah, just kind of very strange. Like, there's a bunch of, there's a lot of different monsters you fight in the game, and they don't really look like 
anything you might have seen before. Like, there's it doesn't look like a monster from a Nintendo game. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's like a monster with three eyes, and then it has like two tentacles, and then it has a random hand in the back of its on its back. <laughs> <laughs> you just look at it, and you're like, uh, it looks like maybe like a six year old druid or something like that. So um, I don't know if that's a compliment. Yeah. Or criticism. So I, I, well, I don't know. I kind of like it. Like I appreciate the fact that it's very different because um, it helps distinguish it. But at the same time, like for me, it's not it's not my favorite thing in the world. Gotcha. So. Uh, but the game, yeah, the game um, basically uses a lot of different elemental puzzles. The other cool thing about this game is there's all these caves scattered throughout the wor- overworld, and each cave has like a different puzzle you can complete. And through that, you unlock like uh, secret shards and stuff like that that help upgrade your character as well. And all of the caves scattered throughout you can beat, uh, you can complete without getting any additional like items from any dungeon. So you only need your stick. So you can. Com- go around and complete every cave before you even beat one dungeon hmm. in the game which is really hmm. cool um i appreciate that that yeah. are there but as many caves freedom, for sure yeah are there as many caves as there are moons or seeds in zelda uh, or mario i don't think there's as many caves or, <laughs> or seeds or moons because the game is definitely not as big as uh but there <laughs> is like a surprising amount like there's probably 70 something like that and the map oh wow yeah that's actually pretty impressive for an indie game to have that many yeah yeah there's a lot um so the the puzzles um some of them can be kind of pretty hard to to get but they're they're actually one of my favorite parts of the game because a lot of them involve like pushing blocks and trying to get them on certain switches or in the right order and stuff like that and then as you progress throughout the game it introduces new items that allow you to do that in different ways so Mm -hmm. um they're pretty cool the combat in this game is kind of it's not my favorite part of the game um you start out with a stick that has like almost no reach and so you have to like get up really close to monsters to to damage and attack them and it can take a lot of hits sometimes and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um eventually you upgrade to get better items that makes the combat a little bit easier and you can find other things which is nice, but I don't know. I just it works fine, but I don't feel it. It doesn't feel like really, really well done or well crafted. I guess so. Yeah, a little more simplistic. Yeah, yeah, definitely simplistic. Um, this game is made by uh, Ludios Ludiosity. I think is how mm-hmm. you pronounce it. Um, it's the second game. There's a the original. I think came out in 2013, and this came out. This it just came out on the Switch, um, and it came out on Steam like a year ago. So yeah, and it. And it is, you know, also published by Ni- Nicholas. And yeah, Nicholas. They've done a great job with making physical releases, and so you can buy this physically. Yeah, so um, you can buy well, it physically. Cool. If you buy it physically, you also get a uh, booklet with kind of some art and stuff like that and some comments from the developers, and then also it gives you a map of the island. So you can kind of use that. <laughs> like term. the original Zelda? Yeah, like, exactly. Full map yeah, it everything. gives you a full map of that's the whole really island, cool. so that's pretty cool. That is awesome. Um, it does... Honestly, I'm kind of sad that it got a physical edition because uh, the game is $30 and on Steam it's only 20 mm. And so, excuse me, $30 for this game, I'm like, eh, it's pretty fun, but I don't know if I'd recommend it for $30. At $20, I'd say great game for that price. It's a great price. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably about seven, eight-hour game or something like that. Uh, there is a bonus dungeon in the Switch version. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think uh, you only get it after you beat the main game. Though, yeah, because so. yeah, it's called oh, okay. Do 2 Plus, right? Yeah, like it's Plus, a, yeah. So they added a couple, mm-hmm. couple new things in it and stuff. Okay, that um, makes sense. So you're playing the best version of It'll you're Do play- 2. Yeah, I'm playing <laughs> the best version of It'll Do 2. That's cool. um, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool game. So what, um, what type of people would you recommend this game? I would recommend it to people who enjoy, I would say, I mean, honestly, like top-down 
Zelda games, it's not going to be as good. Like, it's not something like Link to the Past, but it kind of scratches that itch. Mm. Um, and if you enjoy um, environmental puzzle games, this is a good game for you as well. Cool. Since there's a lot of those. Hey. So, yeah. Awesome. That is It'll Do 2 Plus for the Switch. Yep. On Nintendo Switch. Um, so our last uh, Switch review we're going to do is actually um, one of my one of my favorite, uh, new favorite indie Switch games, and that would be uh, Rive Ultimate Edition. Um, Rive is published by uh, Two Tribes Games, and, uh, you know, really the only game I was familiar with that they worked with was the Toki Tori. Like, that, that was pu- the bird game, games. right? Yeah. You, like, you little... solve puzzles with this little, like, yellow bird-looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> this game's actually the swan song uh, for the developer. They, they've announced that, you know, they're kind of closing their studio a- after this game. And uh, the neat thing about this game is it's the ultimate edition. And so this game has added in um, a new co-op mode, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, I'll talk about more on that in a second. And it's added in a new challenge mode and battle arena. And <clears throat> right now, <coughs> Excuse me. It's uh, actually costs less than the Steam version of the game. That's just the basic ride, not even the Ultimate Edition, which wow, is just the Switch. Wow, that's very cool. So that's yeah, that's really cool to see the developer do that. And you know, right now they're having the, a special launch price because they put out a demo for the Wii U two or three years ago when Nintendo did some Nindies at home. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was 2015. Yeah, I think? I, it was. It was many many moons ago, 2014, <laughs> yeah. 2015, and uh, you know. And they promised anyone who downloaded that demo would get a discount when the full game came out. And so, since obviously they're not on the Wii U anymore, it's not coming out on the Switch. Um, they have now applied that discount to all Switch owners. So anyone who downloads wow. it will get that discount. Which oh, that's is, pretty cool. Well, that's commendable, just because that game was that demo was what two years ago and three years ago, <laughs> three years ago, and yeah. a platform on a different platform. Yeah, still honoring that. So yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. I mean, it's they actually got it out faster than uh, Yokulele. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so basically what Rive is, it's a uh, twin stick shooter, but, you know, when I think twin stick shooters, I think Geometry Wars, which, you know, is probably my favorite twin stick shooter um, game. Um, <laughs> and while it does have some segments where you're, like, in outer space moving with one and, you know, shooting with the other, the neat thing about Rive is it blends the twin stick shooter genre with a platformer genre. And so for the majority of the game, um, like, basically the story is you play this, um, you know, this mechanic dude, and he gets stuck in a uh, spaceship and he ba- basically starts crawling around in a spider tank so you're in this little you know this little ship and you're platforming so you can tap uh, the left trigger twice to double jump and you're jumping around exploring finding little ducks air ducts to crawl in access new areas some areas have lava some have lots of conveyor belts there's different types of enemies depending on where you go there's some pretty cool boss fights that are very challenging <laughs> And uh, so you're really doing a lot of platforming um, in between kind of the shoot 'em up sections. And then, you know, you may get to a certain room where, you know, you'll kind of get stuck because there's, you know, a little AI uh, companion who's following you around trying to trap you in the ship. That's like kind of the main story. You have this dialogue going back and forth. And Wait, so the AI is evil? Yeah, it's basically an evil AI who's, who's like your classic snarky AI, you know, like Claptrap or something, who's constantly making jokes about, you know, wanting to kill you and trapping you. And well, why are you even trying to escape? You know, you're just going to be stuck in here forever. And if you kill me, I'll just respawn myself and I can keep making more clones of my robot self. And you play the typical uh, tough, tough-necked, uh, you know, mechanic guy. He's like, oh, I'm going to get out of this friggin' ship. Oh, what's going on? And he makes self-aware jokes about, like, video games in general, <laughs> like... There's a spot where the robot starts throwing down giant Tetris blocks at you, trying to smash you, and you're you know dodging them by jumping. And if you die, the screen goes, "You got Tetramino'd." 
And uh, he's like, wait, I think, I've, I think I've seen this game before. And he'll make jokes about wishing there was microtransactions in the game to progress. Buy his way out. Buy his way out <laughs> through the cave and stuff like that. So there, there's some, some uh, good dialogue in there. And, you know, if you don't don't like the dialogue, it even says on the, on the game's official website, it says, don't care about story? Just shoot the robot who's giving you the story. <laughs> like, you could just, you know, you run around a platform and you can ignore the lines and just shoot the robot yeah, if you want. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm really just impressed with the gameplay. Like, it looks looks really nice mm-hmm. and it flows very well. There's sections with trains. You know, imagine, like, you're stuck on this screen and there's two different levels and there'll be trains that come by on the bottom level and the top level. So you have to time your jump so you land on top of the train and don't get insta-killed while you're also dodging enemies and trying to shoot them down. And you're trying to collect health power-ups and special power-ups because you can get, like, a shotgun upgrade and missiles. And, um, I mean, really, I was just impressed with how finely crafted this game seems for being a you know 12 13 dollar um game on the switch right now like i feel like this should this is would be a very fairly priced game if it was 20 30 dollars and so i think that's what's impressed me the most about it it has online leaderboards which is really cool and it's actually kind of sad because i don't think a lot of people have purchased this game like on the level one leaderboard i said i was like ranked 900 out of about 3,000 people so oh wow i don't know if only 3,000 people have bought it or not but yeah um you know, this is or three thousand people think, have only played it. Yeah, I think this game has definitely been overlooked. You know, and it's very similar. When did it come out? It came it out. It came out uh, <clears throat> almost two weeks ago, a week and a half. Okay. Ago. Okay. Um, and this is a game that I think is very similar in name to Rhyme, which also came out like the same week on the Switch, which I thought <laughs> I was really a bunch unfortunate. Of bad reviews. Yeah. So like. So what you're saying is those three thousand people might have accidentally bought this instead of Rhyme. <laughs> they could have. They could have. It even like, I mean, the icon and like the, the generic like box art for the game doesn't look super appealing like i wasn't very impressed going in and then i, I was like oh wow like the environments in the world actually looks a lot better than i thought it would um and so really i think if you like twin six shooters at all or even like interesting platformer type games this game's awesome because there are those platforming and kind of smaller exploration uh, parts of levels and then um you know this is a game since it's a very arcadey game it does have a lot of replayability where you can do a speed run mode where you're just trying to get through as fast as you can. It cuts out all the storylines out. Um, you can do a single credit mode where you try to beat the level using only one life. Um, there's battle arenas, and like I said, there's leaderboards and everything. And what I thought was neat about the co-op mode is rather than just throwing in a second tank, you know, so you can both play together, it literally splits the controls in half. And so, oh no! <laughs> like if I play with you, Nathan, you you'll be in control of the jumping and the movement okay. of the tank, and then I'll be in control of the shooting the normal guns and also the special weapons and then anytime we die like we wipe you know we die we push a respawn it switches it so now oh. i'm in charge of moving and jumping and you're in charge of the shooting that's super cool <laughs> oh that's I like great it because it, you can either work together and have a lot of fun trying to work together or you can just sabotage the other player yeah. and make them really upset so yeah no, so that you get the really guns fun. And, yes. it, and it keeps it fresh like it keeps it you know keeps you engaged in the game too which is which is fun but uh but yeah, definitely check it out. Like, I think the best thing to do if you sound interested in this in this game, like watch the trailer or like watch some of it, uh, the gameplay on Twitch or something, mm-hmm. um, because the gameplay is really what shines in this game. And you know, I think just hearing about it or just looking at the boxer like I did, like it didn't seem super appealing at first. But this, there's a really really good game um, um, in, in this yeah. in this title, and the game looks really good too. Like I was impressed how good it looked. Yeah. You, uh, you thought it was Next Machina, <laughs> yeah. which is like a gorgeous. Yeah, because you were PS4 playing Next program. Machina, and then you're like talking to me, and I like looked up. I was looking at my phone, and I'm like, 
wait, didn't so and so make this game? And you're like, no, this is Rive. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, I'm like, yeah, it's this really, is, it looks very similar. This is like, made by a really small good. developer. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's not a giant or a big team that's really known for making this genre. So yeah, um, yeah. And there's there's not a lot of good twin stick shooters on the Switch, and so that's true. I'm yeah. really glad um, I have this game to play now because I love twin stick shooters, and this totally satisfies you know my my uh, my love for those arcadey type games. I think there's only you know really one or two other games that are similar to this on the switch and this is by far i think the best experience in the in that genre so yeah definitely check it out it's a rive ultimate edition on the nintendo switch i think um having played all of these games a little bit i think that's my big recommendation if you looking for a new game on the eShop that is not one of the big third-party games that just launched like not named rocket league or, or doom or something yeah but uh but yeah all right so um our next segment here, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, loot boxes, uh, maybe for uh, about the next five to ten minutes. And, yeah. um, you know, loot boxes have been in the news a lot. And, Rob, I know that you found some news here about some people are actually taking legal action against loot boxes. So fill us in so this is, Yeah, this is just kind of ridiculous. And uh, there's kind of two sides to this. Um, there's a group of uh, very high-up politicians in um, Belgium – and then there were also some higher-up government officials in Hawaii who have both made a cry for microtransactions and loot boxes and video games, um, including the ones in Hawaii, specifically calling out EA Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, saying that these should be illegal, that they are subjecting children to horrible things and that it's a crime because we're putting children out there with loot boxes and all this stuff and they want to belgium wants to make it uh illegal in the eu european union mm, while yeah. hawaii is trying to make it illegal in the usa um and a statement came out from esa which is the entertainment software association basically saying that Essentially, loot boxes, microtransactions inside of games are not gambling because what gambling is, you are paying money to get money. Yeah. Or you might get money. Players always know when you buy something in a loot box, you are getting something. It just yeah. might not be a great something. You're guaranteed of getting something. Yeah, you're guaranteed of getting something. <laughs> exactly, versus... yeah. yeah. So essentially what we have here is we have a group of people who are saying it should be illegal Loot boxes, microtransactions, any of that type of thing should be illegal. But, you know, by the letter of the law, that would actually include even more than just paying money. Yeah. There are other things that would go under that category of being illegal, possibly DLC, which I mean, it's another uh, can of worms. The question is, where do you draw the line? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, exactly. The problem is, it's more of kind of an ethical and moral issue. It's not like a straight black and white thing. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's why. Uh, I thought it was really interesting because I actually didn't know this, but my wife is from Hawaii and uh, uh, gambling is completely outlawed in Hawaii. Like there's no casinos, not like anywhere in the entire state uh, can you gamble at all. So I thought that was really interesting. I guess that makes sense. Why? Yeah. So it makes sense why they're like trying to say, hey, you shouldn't have this. Yeah. Well, and you know, like you said, Rob, it's kind of this weird fine line and you know, this kind of whole gambling mechanic and microtransactions have, kind of snuck their way into gaming you know a while ago that hasn't really been a recent thing even though there's been more controversy lately like 2017 has been like the biggest year for microtransactions and loot boxes but i mean just go back to like clash of clans or any mobile game for years i think a lot of the thing that gamers are objecting to is it's now a 
mechanic in almost every single sixty dollar triple A published game mm-hmm. that you buy. It's sticking so in single player games on, too. Yeah, and exactly. So instead of playing like a free to play game on my phone where I can either choose to play if I want to, but I didn't have to pay any initial price to get in. I'm mm-hmm. paying $60 initial price to get in and then to get this other content or to be good at the game or whatever it is, I have to spend more money on these loot boxes. Yeah. Um, well, and I saw a really interesting perspective on it because obviously when we look at loot boxes and microtransactions is to help the uh, developer get a little bit more hard cash, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of think, oh yeah, this is, these greedy you know, jerks, they want all of our money. <laughs> but if you look at like Halo 1 versus Destiny 2, Halo 1 had a crew of, like, I was reading an article about this. They had a developing crew of about 60 to 80 people. Mm-hmm. Destiny 2 had over 300 people. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the issue is that, <laughs> that games are getting more and more expensive to make. Yeah, their more bills to pay. There's, yeah. They're bigger, they're higher budget because they're making games look more beautiful, especially, especially AAA games. So that's an issue. And then also with inflation, like the price of games hasn't changed since the Xbox yeah. 360 era, which was 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, 60 bucks standard since then. Exactly. And, so and that's why a lot of developers have like are making less issues. money and they're trying to figure out, well, how do we basically not only break even, but then make money because they yeah. obviously have shareholders that want that. I, I think at the same time though, to play devil's advocate a little bit and push back. Yeah. Like, the video game industry is the most like profitable entertainment industry in the world. Like mm-hmm. makes more than music, makes more than movies. Like it makes so much money. It's getting bigger and bigger every year. So like developers or someone is making more money. I don't know if the majority of that's just going to COD and like FIFA or what, but like <laughs> the industry is growing and more and more people um, are getting into gaming and pouring more money into gaming um, every year. And so, um, while games are getting more expensive, I think, you know, publishers like EA, I don't think they're hurting for cash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, and I think that's why this has been such a big out- outlash because it's from a company and EA in the past was named the worst company, <laughs> I think, a couple years in a row. Yeah. Um, and they, oh, yeah. they kind of have a, repu- gonna, exactly. they kind of have a reputation for doing things that upset gamers specifically. Mm-hmm. And so they're just doing another thing. And then I another point I thought was interesting is that they are really they released Star Wars Battlefront with all this microtransaction stuff. Um, like literally two weeks after they announced they canceled the single player Star Wars game. Yeah. And we're gonna <laughs> make a <laughs> game where they could put microtransactions Monetized instead. That, so I, I wonder yeah. if that Yeah, it wasn't exactly well. the brightest move on their part, which actually is probably the biggest spark in this whole debate. But, you know, honestly, EA would have done those microtransactions in Battlefront regardless of whether they canceled that other game or not, or whether, you know, I mean, like, EA was, EA wanted that extra kind of boost because of games like Overwatch that have done so well with it. I mean, even earlier this year, I just looked it up, the statistic, it was saying that Overwatch made, like, a billion dollars as of, like, May of this year, and a lot of that came from loot boxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, just like they're making money off of this, think, whether we like it or not. Yeah, I mean, the people are going to make money, and you know, the difference between, you know, playing a free-to-play game like you know, League of Legends or something, where, you know, okay, like I put you know thirty hours into this game, I'm really liking it. I'm going to keep on playing it, probably another thirty hours, and I haven't paid anything in the, for this game. And sure, <laughs> I'll throw the developer five bucks to the, to support them because I like what they've done. And I can get a cool skin that makes me stand out, you know, mm-hmm. in the game or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's great. But and I think you know, even Overwatch was really good. That was the first real game that I played that had 
um, loot boxes. And, you know, every time you were leveling up, you got a loot box and they felt good open. And it was exciting to do, I, but I never really felt compelled to do that. And, you know, I put in probably over 80 hours into Overwatch, um, but, you know, unless you really put over 100, 200, 300 hours, I don't think you really have that urge to really buy every single outfit for your whatever character or when the events roll around and it's mm-hmm. when it's the loot boxes are affecting the progression and the design of the game yeah. i think that's where i put my my kind of foot down where like if you're putting in uh a system in your game a gameplay thing or a progression that is making making you want to buy loot boxes or encouraging you to buy loot boxes microtransactions that i, I think where where the problem is and that's I think what's happened a little bit more in the, the AAA games. Yeah, lately, yeah, so. for sure. And yeah. Well, and it is addicting. I mean, I saw an article earlier that was talking about how, like, Magic the Gathering, the card game, mm-hmm. um, one of the premises behind buying the cards for the game is that there's that possibility that you'll get that good card, as well yeah. as there's that possibility you might get a duplicate of a card or, you know, that type of thing. Like, And that gets you to keep buying cards for your packs. And it's kind of the same idea with loot boxes is, it is addicting. It is that sense of, well, maybe this time I'll actually make it. Maybe this time I'll actually do it, which... All those cards are eventually... Yeah, Pokemon original cards actually boxes, came up as Pokemon a... Pokemon cards or Magic the Gathering or even like baseball cards and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I, I'd be I, like, oh, I really want to get this. Like, I collected uh, football cards in Pokemon, so I'd be like, yeah. oh, I really want to get this player. And those cards were all... You couldn't see what was inside. Or they'd <laughs> no, show mm-hmm. like one. I had, a, I had a student literally yesterday... He. He's a big baseball fan, and he spends all of his money on baseball cards. Uh-huh. And whenever he gets a cool one, he brings it to school and shows it to me. And I asked him about it. And he's like, "Yeah, it was one one of this eight pack, and I, you know, I paid you know like eighty dollars for like this pack of ten different packs, eight cards per pack. This is the one good card I got, and I had no idea what it was, but you know here it is, and it's a it said like a one out of like ten chance. Like there's only ten of those cards ever made. Wow. <laughs> so like these kids get that one, and they're like, oh, I got that one. Like I can get another one. So like. So really, they spend... this is in more things than so just it's like Charlie games. and the Chocolate Factory, the yeah. Golden Ticket. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, and actually, this is kind of funny. You guys mentioned the cards because there actually was a lawsuit earlier in like 1996 mm-hmm. against baseball cards and Pokemon cards mm-hmm. because of the same gambling sense. Like you know, they they thought kids were gambling because they're trying to buy all these cards, but the lawsuit was dropped because they were doing it willingly and there's no money you're not winning money you're winning cards and stuff i guess yeah (laughs) and so it's (laughs) it's it's a very kind of gray moral area i think um kind of my opinion on it is i think that if you one it's obviously they're kind of preying on people who there are people out there who do Mm -hmm. have certain addictions or get addicted to things more easily and they're preying on those people who are like oh i just need to get that one more thing um that's not my personality but there are people who are like that (laughs) exactly there are people who are like that out there and i don't know if that's necessarily right but i also kind of think that people have their own personal responsibility and you need to be able to either find help or get help for yourself or realize what kind of where to draw the line yeah. as well so i think yeah. it's an issue on both sides yep when i, I think mean, with, as far as these companies are concerned i think that loot boxes i like you said i'm never going to have a problem with loot boxes um where i draw the line is where i have to if i want to actually win the game or be successful at the game i have to do loot boxes like what ea was trying to set up here like if you want to actually get anywhere in the game you need to buy 
with real money. I don't think anyone will boxes. ever really be okay with that. <laughs> At least so, in $60 retail games. So. Yeah. so if it's just something like cosmetic, if it's something like a better gun, I really don't care. <laughs> well, um, I mean, just to kind of to clo- close up the conversation here, yeah. I think, you know, the, the good thing about this is, you know, there is – there is rarity, and you do feel really cool when you do get that special one. I think everyone's open to loot box or open to card pack where they've gotten something really awesome before, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and, yeah. you know, if they're every single card pack had the same eight cards, you know, no one would collect cards anymore. There wouldn't be card that's collectors true. out there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's I think kind of part of the product and part of the fun of collecting cards and things. But obviously, it's all within moderation. You know, <laughs> if you're an adult with a you know income that you can easily drop a hundred dollars on these things that's i think like it's I your said, cho- part of your part of your responsibility and you your shouldn't be doing that but you can do that if you want yeah so yeah that depends on on how you do it so yeah anyways let us know um what what is your thoughts on loot boxes should they be illegal should they be banned so which kind of loot boxes are okay or not so black friday came this last week always one of the most exciting times of the year for gamers because you can order games online or brave brave the uh, crazy storms by going to the brick and mortar <laughs> stores um i actually didn't really go into any stores i just picked up a couple games online which was nice yeah um mm-hmm. i just did in store pickup for best buy and i dropped by like three days after and picked them up no sales tax in oregon it was great but uh my pickups were uh, rayman legends i got the definitive edition on the switch which i never finished on the wii u but i got that one for like 12 bucks so i'm like i don't feel bad buying this again for $20. <laughs> it's a really fun game. I love playing platformers with my sister who I was hanging out with for the weekend. So we put a couple hours into it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I picked up Injustice 2, which I know someone else on this show also picked up Injustice 2. And, uh, you know, after giving it the uh, 2017 gamey uh, for the uh, best, fighting, best game. fighting game, I'm like, okay, I need to own this now. So um, I'm glad I waited on it. It dropped down to $20. And uh, I was able to pick that game up and still just really impressed with how well that game looks and how, how fun it is to play. I was playing some games last night with a friend of the show online. So uh, that's a lot of fun. And then my last pickup was uh, Next Machina, which is a uh, another twin-stick shooter. And it's made by Housemark, which is the developer of Resogun, Super Stardust HD. Um, basically, they're the best developer on the planet for these gorgeous twin-stick shooter games. And they've been making these games on PlayStation 3 PlayStation 4. And it's kind of sad, actually, because they announced a couple of weeks ago, just out of the blue, like, you know, we, we just put out Next Machina on another game this year, and they haven't sold very well, and other games, you know, kind of struggled to sale unless we put them on sale or gave them out for PS Plus. So um, we're not going to make games like this anymore, and we're not sure what our next game is, but it's going to be some type of game this service. It's many years away, and it's going to be totally different. We're done making arcade <laughs> shooters, which is very sad. sad. It's very sad that they kind of put this thing, that was... They were known as the best developer in the world for yeah. making these type of games, and they're saying, "Yeah, no one really buys them anymore." Like it's sad, and you know, I think the problem is these games that they're putting out there, fifteen, twenty dollar games, and I think smaller arcadey games or twin stick shooters, people aren't used to paying twenty dollars for those type of games anymore. Like those are yeah. smaller, cheaper experiences. Yeah, and the the pool of people who really play a lot of those games, I think, is getting smaller and smaller yeah. as well. Yeah. So, and you know, even yeah. though this game they put a lot of blood sweat and tears like this game looks amazing like there's so many explosions and pixels and things going on like it's a 3d environment and it looks really really um beautiful it has great hdr and 4k support 
and like it's so much fun to play and i'm really enjoying it but i could see what that they put so much time and development into this game <laughs> and <laughs> had a lot of people working on it and made it very yeah. fine-tuned and not a lot of people bought it so i think it was one of those things that if you're a small indie developer <laughs> it's okay making one of these games you know not putting quite as much money and effort towards it but uh yeah, it's kind of sad, but definitely a fun game. I got it for on sale for nine bucks. So I don't know. Am I part of the problem for waiting for it to go on sale yes, for under forty dollars? Yes, you are. Totally yes, you are. Because they announced they were not going to make these games, and then you bought the game after. That's true. So I mean, yeah, so but you, you guys didn't even buy it at all. Like, it's... I'm not as much of a problem as you guys, right? Hey, I have no interest in those games. Slash, I'm terrible. Me either. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's it, it's a fun game. I'm excited yeah. to play through it more. But nice. Those those are my pickups. What do you guys? All right, say? great. Well. And the, and the TV two weeks ago. I wasn't on the oh, show yeah. last week, but uh, <laughs> my gosh, I'm loving, loving the what, TV. What TV oh, did man. you get again? I got a, got a Samsung uh, 60 inch uh, 4K. It, it was a it's a model that came out last year, so I got a got it for like less than half price off. Like it was a screaming deal, and uh, I talked talked my wife in again to me for for early Christmas presents. She allowed it. Wow, after. nice. Uh, but yeah, nice. It, it, buying a 4K TV is very stressful. Like with buying such an expensive product that you want to last, you know, over five years, like yeah. I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I don't buy the Do wrong a lot one. Of research. And, you know, the main reason I bought <laughs> it was for gaming. And so like there's different specifications that you look at for like input lag, like tons of 4k TVs have terrible input lag. And so, uh, this model has really low input lag, but in game mode, which makes it pretty much not even noticeable. And so, uh, yeah, it's more stressful than I thought, but all that hard work paid off and I'm extremely happy with the, samsung tv so dude i think that's why i'm so bad at games is i have a 4k tv that we got from my mother-in-law mm. and i apparently Does it have lag? i have no idea <laughs> i'm gonna say it has lag <laughs> probably i don't think i've ever played any fighting games that's my new that, excuse fighting games is where you really really feel it so let me know if it okay yeah slows you nathan down. i don't know if your excuse is justifiable because i think that might just be operator error <laughs> Wow. You're one of those people that know where to Ah, this TV has like, terrible lag. lag. Exactly. <laughs> if I was on my old 19-inch uh, tube TV, I'd kick your butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys pick up anything? Yeah, so mine, mine's a little sad because I I picked up um, Skyrim uh, Special Edition. I've been kind of sitting on that one for a awesome. while, kind of kind of waiting for it to go on sale and kind of looking at it and kind of thinking about it, and I finally jumped on it. I know this is one of Nathan's all-time top games, and so yeah. it's always Dark been on my list of games that I want to play through eventually. I mean, you love it RPGs, has all the DLC so. in it, too. So. And I love giant RPGs. It has all the DLC and the special no edition. You can mod. So, yes. I mean, and PS4 has like their own little mod community that they have that you could get some pretty cool stuff, you know, up the graphics even more and do crazy things with it. But I got it, and I also picked up Assassin's Creed Origins. Nathan and I were talking about this last week on the show, and just kind of mean, like, he's saying well, it's half, such a great game. talking about it on the, on the show last week. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry about the uh, audio issues from last week. I leave you guys alone for one week! <laughs> yep. Um, but I... Picked it up, and Best Buy basically told me, hey, they'll be there. I bought them on Thursday because okay. I noticed that all the deals were going out right away. And yeah, I was already – like, I got a notification. I was like, there's only 10 left of this game. Do you really want to buy it? I'm That's like, what? And I, like, went, and there were, like, all the places I was looking at that were cheaper. Actually, I'd already sold out. So I bought Assassin's Creed Origins, really excited, and Skyrim. And they told me that they would be here Monday. And I looked at it earlier today because they hadn't shown up and said, 
it's in Illinois. We'll get to you on Friday. Like, are you kidding? So sad. So Must sad. Must have back-ordered it. Well, I'm sure it's you won't play Skyrim sad. for six months, so. Yeah. It's kind of sad because I finished Horizon Zero Dawn earlier this week, and I'll talk about that in a moment. And so I was like, great, Assassin's Creed Origins will show up tomorrow or today. You your next big open-world RPG. <laughs> It'll be awesome, and now it's not here, so. So sad. I'd entertain myself with something else. Yes. Sweet. What'd you pick up, Nathan? Uh, so I got uh, I got Assassin's Creed Origin actually uh, last week before Thanksgiving because um, they put it on sale on the PlayStation Plus sale, um, and I had a gift card. So I picked that up. Nice. Um, talked about that a little bit last week, but I'm about six or seven hours into that. Really enjoying wow. that so far. And yep, then yep. I I also got uh, Injustice Two from a uh, GameStop. Um, for fourteen dollars, that's really such a good deal. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good deal, and I was kind of worried because I didn't really go out at on at all like Thursday night or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just went out Friday morning and went to a GameStop. I was like, "Hey, do you guys have any more copies of Injustice 2? And the guy was like, "No, we don't have any." But he's like, "Oh, I think this store might have them. You should give him a call." So I called him. And they're like, "Oh yeah, you want me to reserve a copy for you?" So sweet. Just went in, picked it up. Pickups. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Easy. Um, GameStop coming through for yeah, the GameStop came, wow. Yeah, no, the guy was <laughs> super nice. Impressive. He's like, oh, yeah, you can get this. And then he recommended a couple other things and stuff like that. I was like, well, Do you want to so. pre-order a Xbox One X while you're here? He didn't ask me if <laughs> wow. I wanted to pre-order anything, which wow. is the first time I think I've been in GameStop and not had been asked that question in a very That's long awesome. time. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I picked up both of those games. Um, I haven't been a- able to play Injustice 2 yet. I went to play it last night, and there was a bunch of updates that I had to install. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good enough, I'm excited to play through the story mode in that game. Um, I really love the first one. So yeah, it's really cool. good. Better than Justice League, uh, the new movie, for sure. Uh. <laughs> I have fun with the new Justice League movie. You'll have more fun with Injustice. All right. More fun with All right. Uh, uh. Great. Um, I know we didn't really get a chance to talk about what we're playing. Maybe just 30 seconds, because we're already running long here. Uh, what okay. was your, your favorite game that you played um, over the break? Um, I'll go ahead and start, I guess. Okay, you start. We'll <laughs> um, go in the same order. 30 seconds. ARMS uh, had a party crash. It was basically like a splat fest for ARMS. Played it with my cousin, um, and it was a ton of fun. You ranked up every single match, and every 10 minutes, it would do a bonus mode where it'd be like, uh, only one-on-one spars, triple credit bonus if you win, or uh, one, one-shot KO, or unlimited supers. And so it just made it really, really fun because you never knew what was going to happen. You were constantly progressing and leveling it up. And it gave me like 3,000 credits, which... Like, in the first three months I owned the game, I got, like, half of 3,000 credits. So, like, wow, it was really, really amazing. rewarding, which was awesome. And it gave me a lot of that's achievements. Awesome. And, um, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. I was really impressed. And I'm glad, you know, we made the joke on the gamies that ARMS doesn't have legs, right? But this is giving it a little bit little bit more to do. And it's giving me a reason to jump back into it. So, mm-hmm. um, really awesome. What about you guys? Okay, so I um... – Probably my biggest, most excited news, I, I already mentioned, I beat Horizon Zero Dawn. And um, I just have to say, guys, graphics, absolutely incredible. We already know that. We've talked a lot about that. Story, I couldn't put the thing down. Like, I don't think I've been <laughs> After disengaged. you beat all the side quests, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, but the side quests were also so interesting because the characters and stuff were really interesting. And all the side quests actually had good story and questing. It wasn't like... Go fetch three of these. Well, well actually there are had... errands in the game, but the actual legit side quests that they yeah. they, they did are, are worth going through for sure. Well, and even the errands aren't that bad. They're actually not – they actually have a good story to some of them. Not all of them, but most of them. 
But what I found was when I started into the actual, like, finishing up the game, finishing up the main quest, I got so engrossed in the story that I couldn't put it down. <laughs> I wasn't, I basically probably still had, like, eight or nine quests left to finish the game, and I cranked them all out in the weekend. Wow. Wow. Very nice. T- time to start that so, new game plus uh, uh, playthrough on, on hard difficulty. I just started mine. It's uh, a lot of fun. But. I will say this, this is um, kind of exciting news for me, because I've never in the history of my gaming experience ever done this before. I got a platinum trophy. You got the platinum? I got the platinum in Horizon Zero Dawn. I wasn't sure if I would do it. I wasn't sure if I would be able to do it, but yeah, all the skills, all the side quests, all the missions. Very very motivated. And I reached level 50, so it was just like... So I, I was very Good excited job, about Rob. that. That's awesome. I, I've never platinumed a tr- uh, game before, so this is a first, and it's a good one to do it on. Now you're going to get sucked into getting every platinum. Yes. Nope. <laughs> Join Not me. even close. Buy the man. Not even game. close. <laughs> All right, that was more than 30 seconds, but that's okay. Nathan, bring us home. 30 seconds. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. This game came out a week ago. It is on f- mobile. You can you, play it for you free if you want. You have a giant grin want. on your face right now. <laughs> it, it's really, really fun. I'm really impressed with how well they made this Animal Crossing game. Like, obviously, it doesn't have every feature, but it has a lot of the core features. I have played probably like six or seven hours. I played this game more than anything else this last weekend. Mm-hmm. And you just got Assassin's Creed Injustice. <laughs> oh, it's on my phone. Like, I wasn't at home most of the weekend. So, That's funny. Um, but yeah, it's really, really fun. I'm really enjoying it. I've made a friends with a bunch of people. So, if you uh, follow the show and you need some friends, uh, my friend code is posted at the top of my Twitter, uh, pinned <laughs> up there. So. It add me. Let's play some Animal Crossing together. It's a great game. All right, there you go. And uh, in honor of Pocket Camp, we'll be leaving you with Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Just the main thing. Just the main thing. Yep. For you. So this is what you can download right now from the App Store and listen to for free. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.